Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings your Garage Logic podcast number 1192, November 15th, 2023. It was 69 degrees on this day in 1953. Let me come back to that in a moment. 69 degrees on this day in 1953. John, uh, please look up uh, on your Magic Newspaper site. Yes. Uh, go to uh, go to the Minneapolis paper on uh, for November 16th, 2023. I'll tell you why in a moment. Okay. November 16th, front page. Of what year? Last, of, last year. Of 1953. Thank you, because you said 1923. I was confused. I'm sorry, 1953. <laughs> go to November 16th. And it was one degree on three occasions on this day, 1911, 1932, and 1940. I'll tell you what I was going to tell you in a moment when we join John with his magic newspaper. Hail the flashlight, King. Hail you! And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. We had a... Uh... Warm day yesterday. I think it got to 66. We're having a pleasant day today. And I believe tomorrow is supposed to be pleasant as well. Could somebody quick look at their phone and say, see what the high is? 59. I, I guess believe. I will. 59. All right. And, and uh, they're not alone in this. The local meteorologists uh, following the narrative, uh, it's all they can do to suppress their, uh, their excitement about how this must demonstrate climate change and they're not alone this is happening no matter where you were tonight in the country if you turned on the 10 o'clock news i have it here uh cool today and hot tamale uh-huh whoa Jeez. i don't have time for that right yeah. now sorry i think pre-council meeting councilman reavers uh oh he's already in the mode <laughs> my point is today is the first of three straight days of warm weather warm weather temperature records in 1953. What does that mean? Probably nothing. But it does mean that there's nothing unusual about three days warm right now. And the three days uh, warm weather record in 1953 were all temperatures higher than what we're going to achieve uh, in the current three-day swing of temperatures. Uh, I, I remain convinced that the agenda and the narrative has nothing to do with the climate. It has everything to do with Greta Thunberg. Mm. Speaking of whom, I want to play you a clip from the BBC when Greta is interviewed by one of the morning shows. I believe she has a book out called The Climate. Or, and uh, I want you to listen, Kenny and Rook. Yep. Uh, listen intently, John. Listen intently to this. War is always bad, specifically for the planet. If we want to continue uh, fighting battles like environmentally conscious humans, we must make the change to sustainable tanks and weaponry. There are so many new concepts um, for uh, battery-powered fighter jets that can carry many more oh, oh um, missiles, oh, biodegradable missiles, of course. Something what? literally everybody can do to stop this nonsense is 
for example, block the roads to gardens and farms so the plants don't get overrun by these heavy, heavy tanks. Hand grenades, very important. If you use hand grenades, please use vegan grenades. No animal should have to give their life for all this mayhem and chaos. They have a special sticker on them. You really can't miss them in the uh, grenade market or wherever you buy them. Yeah, I cover all of this and more in my newest book, Vegan Wars. Okay. Vegan Holy wars. S. Holy S. Well, she's well, just an idiot. Well, no, you, you guys stop. Satire. We live in a world where we can no longer trust anything that you hear. Now, why we're all laughing and saying, holy mackerel, it's because it's plausible. She's that stupid. It's plausible that that could have yes. happened. It, it didn't. I spent more time than I wanted to today fact-checking that. Oh, thank you. It's it's not real? It's not real. Oh, thank you. It's deep fake. I thought it was kind of cool. Vegan grenades? Oh, <laughs> Wherever you get your yeah. grenades. But you're right. The outrageous nonsense right. that she spewed makes a person believe that could be real. All plausible. How did you fact-check it, if I may ask? I went to the Google and I typed in Greta Thunberg and grenade. And I didn't even have to go beyond that before I came upon got a the, number okay, of gotcha. stories. And uh, here's Reuters. Should we take Reuters fact check? Yeah, yeah, it's very go, interesting what we're facing, down. people. A doctored video of Greta Thunberg is spreading online, showing the environmental campaigner advertising a book called Vegan Wars and promoting the use of vegan grenades and sustainable tanks and weaponry. In the clip, Thunberg speaks during a BBC interview with audio that does not match her mouth movement. So the register was off. That and that when I was watching the video, originally, okay, the uh, audio doesn't pair up. She out. appears to say, "If we want to continue battles like environmentally conscious humans, we must make the change to sustainable tanks and weaponry and biodegradable missiles." It's funny. We'll get to who did it. If you use hand grenades, please use vegan grenades. No animal should have to give their life for all this mayhem and chaos. I cover all this and more in my new book, Vegan Wars. <laughs> Accounts on Facebook sharing the video present it as legitimate, with one writing, yes, she really said this, it's not an SNL skit or the Babylon Bee. Additional posts on Facebook as well as messaging platform X show a version of the clip with a strap line reading satire visible in the bottom right corner. It also serviced on TikTok in Russian where the satire tag is obscured from view. An Instagram post sharing the video flags sharing the video flags it as satire in the description despite the notice Users sharing and commenting appeared to take the videos seriously, which is uh, not surprising. That's how far out there she is. Right. A BB spokesperson said, we can confirm that the video is a deep fake. We urge everyone to check links and URLs to ensure they are getting news from a trusted source. In the original interview with the BBC from November 2022, Thunberg spoke about climate anxiety, turning vegan, and her book, The Climate Book. The doctored video appears to have been created by Snicklick, a German comedy outlet 
posting several videos marked with the same satire label, including the clip of Thunberg on its YouTube and Instagram pages. There is no evidence Thunberg has published a book called Vegan Wars. Reuters has contacted Greta Greta Thunberg for comment. And then finally it concludes... Uh, the verdict from Reuters doctored a video showing Greta Thunberg promoting vegan grenades and a book called Vegan Wars is a deep fake made using a November 2022 BBC interview with the activist. This article was produced by the Reuters fact-checked team. All right, and I'm going to go with Reuters. I'm going to accept Reuters' conclusion that this was a highly doctored bit of comedic fun by some German outfit. Which, that's a ray of hope that there's a German outfit that is doing that kind of satire. Yeah, German comedy, that doesn't sound right. Industrial, German industrial comedy. It's like Scandinavian humor, there isn't any. (laughs) But the problem is, what the hell is in store for us? I mean, what... This is going to be applied to presidential aspirants, and uh, this is just how many people, I would think today, most people in my position would have fact-checked it. How long before we're not at that stage? Oh, it's already there. We're already there. With all apologies to people and GLers that send us stuff, this is why I'm so wary, Joe. Yeah. We have to check everything. Yes, yeah. you in the back. Councilman Reavers. It's, it's appropriate. That's Foghornable, Councilman Reavers. For us to be um, wary of things like deep fake eye and whatever, the people that should really be concerned about this type of thing are the people that are in our business. Because it yeah. doesn't take very long for someone to take your voice, Rookie's voice, Kenny's voice, whatever, manipulate that, and all of a sudden have a clip of that being surfaced online. Well, remember years ago, before the invention of deep fakes, we were just PO'd about the fact that a news organization would take one quote out of a whole speech right. and then misconstru- uh, yep. misconstrue that yep. in order to support whatever agenda they had. That's nothing now. Right. There's no reason an animal should have to suffer. <laughs> what role would an animal have in a grenade? <laughs> Much less a vegetable. Use use vegan grenades. You do me a favor. You know it's what? wonderful stuff. Joe, What's bad is I'm sitting here chomping on that hook. I, I can't wait for it to end so I can right. fly into a right. rage. I can't wait for the T-shirts to come out with Greta Thunberg's grenade store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just for you go grenades are us. Right. Oh, my word. Here, here's the other weird part about it is uh, with social media, uh, and Joe, I know you're not a fan either. People are so ready yeah. to bite yep. on something to like pause. that, assuming yeah. that they agree, you know, with the the outlook it takes. They're so ready just to grab it and go. Well, in this case, the error in judgment would favor those of us who understand what the climate change thing is really about, because they rip the hell out of her. Yeah. So if people mm-hmm. are loving that. It might suggest people get the whole f- idea that the climate change thing is a is a scam brought to you by uh, the re uh, the reimagining of Western society. And speaking of that, uh, Chris and I have been having a go round about verifying something. 
because uh, it's very interesting that this commie leader, Z, arrived in Frisco today. Sure did, Joe. And we all know that uh, Frisco got cleaned up and, and uh, all the homeless people disappeared. I had a great note from Dave Bliss on that from Bulgaria. Which it's, Governor Newsom quickly ran to defend. Yes, we cleaned it up. It's true because... It's well, true. It's true. <laughs> uh, so now, and then, so Reavers was showing me before the show... Twitter video of Z's motorcade in San Francisco in which there are rows of the communist flag and one American flag. Ooh. Okay, and my my instantaneous reaction to that is you got to verify that. And and we can't because the the San Francisco newspapers don't have anything published yet on their website on, their, nothing on yet. their website nope. so you're taking twitter That's... footage but it strikes me as just like the greta thing I, okay i believe it that's, that's how screwed up we are that's what's brilliant about deep fakes yeah from newsweek magazine yes ahead of president joe biden's meeting with chinese president xi jinping in san francisco videos of chinese flags parading in the streets are sparking a backlash Z and Biden are set to have their first face-to-face. Uh, blah, you know. So and I can, it shows, I yes. can, I can, I can believe, John, that those were those were actually there. There are certainly pictures that Newsweek has up that show Chinese flags. It's not a huge number, but it's certainly well. It outnumbers the one see. American flag. Yeah, well, I don't even see an American flag. I see, uh, well, there's small American flags, the little ones you'd stick in your yard, you know, this big. You know, the American reaction to this guy's visit to Frisco is bleep you. Right. Yeah. yeah. But there's large Chinese flags, uh, you know. The hammer and sickle deal on the red field. It's got uh, a red field and it's got stars. Or stars. Yeah, isn't it yeah. the, like the moon yeah. and the stars? Uh, this fun. also just surfaced. Uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom assures the homeless that they can resume pooping on sidewalks once his boss leaves. Ah, okay. That's from uh, the Babylon Bee. Joe, I sure. went to the search uh, bar on Twitter and typed in Greta Thunberg vegan grenades. Yeah. And you're right. Both sides are arguing right. about it. It's right. just hilarious. <laughs> it's just hilarious. Let me see if I have the deal. I have to admit, I'm guilty. Uh, Dang it. <laughs> Zoinks. Shoot, I don't know how I managed to lose that. I had a Dave Bliss email that was uh, having a bit of sport with uh, Gavin Newsom's preposterous behavior. Uh, Kenny, I want to clear up something. Uh-oh. Uh, once again, the mayor has been proven correct by the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. They note that the hard T following the letter S in the middle of words like often was pronounced in the English language until the 17th century. Following the letter S, there's no S in often. Since then, it has been dropped in common usage for most spoken English words. That's why we don't say soften, listen, fasten, water softener. And you may hear Merry Christmas many times next month, but you won't hear the T in the middle of the word. That's from Tim Buck, too. What was uh, the Stewie line? Whis- whip? Whisper? Cool whip. Cool, cool whip. whip. <laughs> cool but, whip. You're, but you're right. You don't hear, you don't say listen. 
No, you don't. Or I, Fasten. I deleted a tweet yesterday out of shame after you berated me yeah, off I did. the air. You felt yeah. shame? Um, if- it was the one where I used the word lended. Yeah, that oh, was, yeah, that was, yeah you do need your father. Hillbilly and yeah. backwoods says it can't. But what you do, if you're having tea, you will say Lipton. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Help me. Help me. I found David Bliss's email. Oh. He's a philosopher living in Sofia, Bulgaria. He said, I have a few thoughts from the podcast so far this week. The first is about Gavin Newsom cleaning up San Francisco before Z's visit. Governor Newsom stated that we all clean up our house before guests come over. This is true. However, it's not analogous. First of all, most people don't have garbage and fecal matter strewn around their house at any time, guests or not. Second, San Francisco is not Newsom's personal property. It's not Gavin's house to clean or leave dirty. If it is to be equated to a house, the owners are the people of San Francisco, not those in government. Those in government are the cleaning service a homeowner might hire, a cleaning service that finally decided to show up and do its job. Third, it is interesting who the house was cleaned for. It was not cleaned for a visit from President Biden or King Charles or European Union President Ursula von der Leyen. It was cleaned for a communist dictator. This should tell us something about which nations and which man are now the most powerful in the world. I would contend that in recent years, the U.S. has dropped to the third most powerful country in the world, but that's a topic for another email. I also wanted to say thank you for your economic predictions surrounding Taylor Swift. Swift getting married, starting a family, and the connection it would have to the housing market is not a link I would have made on my own. Thanks for that insight. I will now sell my fiat stock and invest in real estate. You have my sardonic appreciation. <laughs> Dave Bliss, Sophia Bulgaria. <laughs> I wish I could take claim for that. I don't know where I heard that. But it, what I heard, I believe, was offered seriously. Hey, she she's going to inspire young women to get married. They're going to have kids. That means houses have to be built. More jobs will be created. And on and on and on and on. I don't think it's far-fetched that there will be a marriage boom because of her if she ties the knot with Kelsey. Okay. I don't think that's far-fetched. Hmm. We'll circle back then in a few years. I don't, I can't read. What, do you th- what do you suppose that household is like? You think he's going to come home at the end of the day and she's going to fill him with every little minute detail of her life? And then I did this, and then I went over here, and then I called so-and-so, and then, yeah. and then I did your bleeping laundry, you pig, and, and just on and on? Or do you think it's a different huh. sort of marriage? I'm going to guess it's a bit different. Uh, come on, Joe. So well, 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 this all, is not therapy. This is a podcast. First of all, they're not, <laughs> they're not married. Right, but I mean when they, you know, get married and move in together. I think they'll probably have somebody to do the wash. She, But what I'm saying is she seems like the kind of gal that never runs out of things to talk about. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> She's a Gabby one, you think? Yeah. 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 Non, what's the? Uh, I wish I knew the comedian. Uh, nonstop, she keeps talking from sun up to ten minutes after she goes to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, I have exciting news from the Center of the American Experiment. Let's they did go. it. They got four nominees for the 2023 Golden Turkey Award. Uh, they had much to choose from. That uh, that Turkey Award celebrates ridiculous Minnesota state government spending. It's a great field this year. 
$500 million for a new office building that is not needed. Uh, almost two hundred grand to study flying squirrels. $195 million bucks on the Northern Lights Express. $12 million in that money pit on Summit Avenue where they stick walls to live. Uh, you can vote on this at uh, centeroftheamericanexperiment.org slash golden turkey. The winner will be uh, announced on this show. Hmm. Right here. Right a here. week from today. A week from today, Wednesday, November 22nd. Is that the day before Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving. Biggest party night good, of the year. It, now, in retrospect, it's good we decided to do a show that day because the Golden Turkey is going to be. A, we were right. thinking we weren't going to be here be that surprised. day. Yeah. yeah. And wasn't the center of the American experiment been surprised? Might have caused some issues. Right. But we'll be here. And I recommend that you visit the center of the American experiment website. And join up and get emails and whatever. It's a really great source of information that we're just not getting uh, from the local news gatherers. So go today, vote on your choice at AmericanExperiment.org slash Golden Turkey. Hey, everybody, it's John here, and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes, weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie, and they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus for the no-fuss meals and get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve my favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need, and you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to factormeals.com slash garagelogic50 and use code garagelogic50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code garagelogic50 at factormeals.com slash garagelogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Oh, hi. How are you? <laughs> Doing very well. How do you like this weather? I want um, I want either an email or a tweet from a GLer that dug the dirt bike out of storage and turned a few laps in anger this week. This is riding this is riding weather. This and I saw on the traffic cams this morning a bunch of guys riding their street bikes into town. I saw two kids last night on four wheelers in the in the ditch, and I couldn't have been more happy. I That'll be picture. brought up at tonight's. I need meeting. a picture of that. I need proof of that. That fills my bitter heart with joy. Sixties this week. That's bonus trail riding. And for you ultimate trail riders, there's so many options now. You can go with the four-wheeler ATV, the dirt bike. You can go with the side-by-side. Moon Motorsports has the lowest prices on the very capable Can-Am Mavericks in the area. Markdowns of up to $6,700. That is huge. Moon has other deals. They're still offering zero payments until 2024. First motorcycle service and your choice of either free winter storage 
or free in-state delivery for all motorcycle purchases. Moon, I just drove by him this morning right there in Monticello on the south side of 94, a short drive from the Twin Cities. We're talking Can-Am, Polaris, KTM, Yamaha, Honda, 11 total brands in one showroom. And on the web, check everything out on the web, moonmotorsports.com. I was mentioning earlier that today is a uh, warm weather warm weather record of 69 degrees on this day in 1953 the first of 3 days in 1953 3 days in a row where the warm record was established and i only was comparing it to today because today the uh, the implication is that we sh- we should be surprised or that this is infrequent or unexpected or unseasonable uh, and i asked john to go back to uh, the November 16th, for example, Minneapolis newspaper. And uh, what have you found in the midst of their delightful warm streak? Uh, the only mention of the weather on the front page is on the uh, left-hand side of the mm-hmm. front page. It says heat marks fall. Uh, November's warm spell shattered heat records in Twin Cities, most of the upper Midwest Sunday. The Weather Bureau predicting slightly cooler temperatures for today. And it tells about all the temps in the region, uh, in North Dakota, in Minnesota, in Wisconsin. And uh, it says uh, precipitation missing again from the forecast. And that's, that's, was, that's there, uh, was there alarm that the world is ending? There wasn't, and in fact, it points back to uh, uh, times in the past when it had been that warm, oh, really? or, or ver- fairly close to it. 1931, for instance, mm-hmm. uh, had set a high of 68 before it was broken in 1953. So, uh, no. Was no there warm. any admonition that married couples should not have children uh, born into <laughs> such a tumultuous world as we're facing now? <laughs> no, no, and nothing, nothing about like using vegan hand grenades either. <laughs> Was there anything about sustainable <laughs> tanks? Uh, nothing about sustainable uh, ba- Battery-operated uh, fighter jets. Battery-operated fighter jets. <laughs> He's sweating it out I, as he sees the, the red on the battery going out. And I'm hearing that just <laughs> filling with rage by the second. <laughs> well, Dan, I, did, I, uh, I thank yeah. you. Was there a delightful uh, picture on yes. the front page of anything? Maybe the There's no weather-related pictures, but as I often do, and you guys know this, uh, I like to find weird stories that yes. we might. Uh, I did see, now this isn't a weird story, but uh, a mayor of a, a suburb uh, was found. His body was found. He'd been missing for two months. No. Uh, the thing I found interesting about it was he was the mayor of the Minneapolis suburb of Morningside. That would be Edina Morningside. That's really? yeah, it's yeah. but but they named it basically as a suburb, right? Not, I, not, maybe not Edina and Morningside were two separate entities in 1953. It, well, I did look it up, I didn't have time to read the whole thing, but I think you're correct. It's more or less a neighborhood that mm-hmm. was, huh. that was, mm-hmm. that was considered a suburb. Where did where'd they find him? What was the deal? They was found him in Swatara. You guys familiar with Swatara? I'm not. Isn't that an Indian restaurant down there? That well, I don't think is, it was there then. Well, that is you'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design, even with a deputy mayor. So please oh. pay attention to what the oh, hell are you doing? I was deputy trying mayor. to play the learn more by accident. Well, go ahead, John. I'm sorry that Chris interrupted you. Swatara so, so is north of uh, far north of the Twin Cities. In fact, it's even a bit north of Duluth. His body was there. He had been missing for two months after going hunting, and apparently frost and uh, trees that sort of thing had covered his body. Oh. Oh, and no. no no foul play. He had a heart attack. What was his name? Uh, his name was Walter Elder M. Fudd. Anderson. Walter M. Really? Anderson. Oh. Yep. Walter, Walter died. So. Is a young and, man's life ruined or not? 
Let's or find not. out. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me turn to the first page of this. I think it'd be a shame if his life is ruined. California middle schooler was suspended for allegedly wearing blackface to a local football game. But a national civil rights group claims the boy was just wearing his eye paint. That's the first thing I thought of, like John Randall. The eighth grader only identified as J.A. for privacy reasons. I'm looking at a photo of him, so there goes the privacy. Was photographed (laughs) attending a high school football game between La Jolla and Morse High School with dark face paint covering his cheeks and chin on October 13th, according to the Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression. We had a fun, great night without any trouble, the boy's father told Cal Coast News, claiming that a black security guard even even encouraged his son to put on more face paint. But one week after the game, the principal at Muirland Middle School called the boy and his parents to a meeting to inform them that the student would face a two-day suspension and be barred from attending any future athletic events. Can you pause a second? The kid was black? No, he's a white no. kid who put on the eye shadow like the players do. Okay. He was gotcha. John Randall. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, a disciplinary note said J.A. painted his face black at a football game and characterized the incident as an offensive comment intent to harm. Wow. Principal Jeff Luna also reportedly noted that the face paint was offensive because Morse High School is largely black, according to Calcoast News. In response, uh, in response, the uh, group uh, Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression sent a letter to the principal claiming he was violating the kid's First Amendment rights and calling for a reversal of the decision as the First Amendment protects J.A.'s non-disruptive expression of team spirit via a style commonly used by athletes and fans, notwithstanding your inaccurate description of it as blackface, FIRE, that's the acronym for the group, calls on the school to remove the infraction from J.A.'s disciplinary record and lift the ban on his attendance at future athletic events. Aaron Turr, the group's director of PR, wrote in a letter November 8. He argued that J.A.'s appearance emulated the style of eye black worn by many athletes, noting that such use of eye black began as a way to reduce glare during games, but long ago evolved into miniature billboards for personal messages and war paint slatherings. That is different from blackface, he said, which is dark makeup worn to mimic the appearance of a black person and especially to mock or ridicule black people. It has its origins in the minstrel shows. By contrast, J.A. followed a popular uh, war paint-inspired trend of athletes applying large amounts of black eye under their eyes, which has no racial connotation whatsoever. Uh, He wore the face paint throughout the game without incident. And what else? I don't want to keep reading this. I've seen both white and black players use that. What pro does this? Well, Johnny Randall was famous yeah, for me. Yeah, a lot of well, All of them. So Johnny, John yeah. Randall did more than under his eye, right? Oh, yeah. yes. And that's well, that's the what trend. this kid did. That's the trend now, right. Joe. There's, but that, that hasn't stopped us from completely ruining this kid's life. But how about earlier you read that that person that uh, is opposing this said what their intent was. Mm-hmm. Said 
was trying to speak for that child saying yeah. this was their intent. Yeah. You can't yeah. do that. Yeah, there's two of them, right? Two bad guys here. They should both be. F- the yeah. principal and the. Yeah. Well, the, only the principal. Only the principal. Yeah, yeah. Only one bad guy. I'm, I'm kicking this kid out of school for two days yeah. Yeah. because he's got to answer to his Mysterians when he goes to the school board meetings. What kind of world are we living in? That kind of world. Stupid. Yeah. Wow. A kid, world of disbelief. Good-looking young little kid. I he don't understand that whole that whole uh, eye that shadow thing. Anyway, I, I don't understand why that's so it necessary. Absorbs the eyes. I, I'm not sun. buying that. If that in fact worked, I'd appreciate it. If tonight, Joe, uh, you would put it on your forehead. <laughs> just well, a, I can answer that, Kenny, because coaching oh, wow. young kids, they all just do it because the big leaguers pro, do it. Yeah, pros do. You it. know what well, I mean? My that's, my uh, my. Conscious thought of black under the eye has never gone beyond. Does it really work? Ever? Oh, really? <laughs> does yeah, it really work? That's that's always been my question. And blackface never entered my mind. Never entered until my mind. But today. what do dark people do? But not dark skin colored. What do dark people do? People who are darkly intended. They ruin things for everybody else. Yep. They just they they. they you know what happened here? I black got power washed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I black got power washed. Yeah, because... At, at, and now you'll never be able to look at a kid again and wonder what his intent is <laughs> for showing up at the high school game with eye black on. Jeez. Kid just wants to support the team. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, that's unbelievable. <laughs> okay, good. I mean, I don't feel how much so time bad do we now. have here. We got, <laughs> we got plenty a couple of time. Minutes. We got plenty of time. <laughs> it starts at five, right? Yeah. Councilman Matt. Yeah. Uh, do you, uh, I'm an alderman, please. Well, we ain't in Chicago, oh. dip bleep. Oh. <laughs> Order in the court. Order in the court. No, we're not in a court. No, we're in council. Now, do you want to be Councilman Rookie or Councilman Mikulski? I think Councilman okay. Rookie. Really? Yeah, I think so. May I ask? It's a, more. Um, um, uh, how do I? I'm what a, invisible. I'm more invisible. I'm. I blend in. You're not invisible. Well, thank you for saying that to me. That means a lot. Oh, Are you going to run sweet. a razor over your cheeks before you show? I up did to last night. Maybe I was hoping to rub with your beard. I shaved for the council meeting. <laughs> yeah, uh, this cannot go without let's, passing. Let's get on it. You know, you think listening to us that we're in the business of being unhappy. Right. <laughs> not me. Just you guys. Not me. No, but we're not. I'm happy. Uh-huh. You're doing your science Here experiment. we go. Happiness is. <laughs> What's the name of my schnauzer? Next to the story yesterday in the Minneapolis paper uh, where we learned that we're hiring a new team from New York. Where are we getting them? New York University School of Law to interpret what the team from Harvard did for public safety. Next to that story was the story called Audit Faults Senior Meal Program. And uh, we discovered that the State Board on Aging, I did not know we had one. I didn't read this story. It was right next to the one we did yesterday. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. That's why I'm here. Thank you, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Fill me in. The State Board on Aging failed in several ways to provide meaningful oversight 
of the Senior Nutrition Program that provides meals to 40,000 Minnesotans, according to a legislative auditor's report released Monday. Among the most glaring problems, the board did not monitor activities or contracts for the nutrition program and the seven area aging agencies underneath the board did not conduct required site visits to providers and subcontractors. The Office of Legislative Auditor's performance report provided a list of nine shortcomings ranging from a failure to provide documentation on how meal reimbursements are calculated to a lack of valid contracts with direct service providers and a failure to review contracts and make site visits. In response, State Board Executive Director Carrie Benson said the agency generally, generally agreed with the recommendations aimed at better oversight and acknowledged the board had struggled to meet state guidelines. How much of this are we supposed to continue to take? What are they doing instead of their jobs? But she said contact is important as the state agency struggled in 2022 to administer the significantly increased funding level that Minnesota received during the pandemic. (laughs) In other words, we couldn't keep track of this. We had too much money. We couldn't spend it fast enough. (laughs) The Senior Meals Audit explored the federal senior nutrition program that provides meals to those 60 or older in their homes group centers, senior centers, or restaurants. The State Board on Aging and its seven area agencies oversee the program. The program received $11 million in federal funding in 2022 and $2.7 million from the state. About one-third of the cost of the program is for administrative costs. What is one-third of $13.7 million? Thirteen point seven million. Four, four something million, right? Four point three, four million. So to administer this, they were taking up, you know, damn near five million. Four just, and a half, four million five hundred sixty-six thousand. Just, just to administer this, yep. at which they failed. Yeah. <laughs> to run the program, the state contracted with the seven area agencies, which in turn contracted with 17 service providers, which oversaw 131 subcontractors last year. There was this, this has fraud written all over, doesn't it? The, the program provided more than 3 million meals to some 40,000 recipients, the performance audit said. Independent boards in each of the seven area agencies were expected to review and approve the contracts. In addition, the state board contracts with the Minnesota Indian Area Agency on aging to oversee the program at Boy Fort, Grand Portage, and Leech Lake, bands of the White Earth Nation. The audit found that neither the state board nor the Indian Area Agency could provide sufficient documentation on how meal reimbursements are uh, are set 
for tribal service providers. Without this information, we could not determine whether the rates were reasonable. It only included allowable costs. Huh? One of the providers had a reimbursement rate of 30 bucks a meal. Oof. The next wow. highest the next highest meal reimbursement rate was just under $12 for a Twin Cities provider. The remainder of the highs were no more than 9 bucks a meal. Do you think the $30 had to do with travel, Joe? I, I mean, is the cost of traveling these meals, delivering these meals to people a, oh, a factor? Oh, the hell do I know? I'm just trying to find... No, I know, but you're not going to find sanity. Okay. Well, I have an outrageous statement on this. Go ahead. This is socialism and proof that it doesn't work. Do we? My, my main question is, do we even need this? One of the platform... <laughs> Chapters in the Democratic Socialists of America 21-page lists of aspirations is that neighborhood associations will feed us, will feed the people. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go to Lunds anymore. Right, paid well, for by the state, paid right. for by us. Right, and that, that obviously won't work. Uh, this is proof. But the other thing this proves is, does anything in the in the state government actually work? Uh -uh. We, we, yes, think yes. Collecting taxes. Yes. That works. Yeah, that's, that's the it. only thing that they are 100% accurate on. Absolutely. I mailed in for my tabs, and I got them within, I think, a week. That so, works. So some mm -hmm. stuff works. Yeah. And a lot doesn't. 500 bucks, by the way. Well, you're paying outrageous fees to the state for your income tax and withholding and whatever. It's just a crapshoot. Whether really this stuff is. actually gets used efficiently. It really is. This is this is amazing. They one thing we've established: the government can't handle food. They try to put food on their family. They can't They're handle family. putting food on your family. Right. They blew it with the supposedly starving kids, and they're now blowing it with the supposedly starving seniors. They can't do it. They have failed miserably. And meanwhile, food shelves are begging for donations. And the blame is going downstream here. If you read on, it gets really complicated and convoluted. That's why I stop. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I am so lost right now. Contracts required between providers and subcontractors, and oh my goodness, it's so what a mess. Uh, what I like is this paragraph. I, I'm going to take great liberty and and exercise some license here with this paragraph uh, in response to this discovery. In response, State Board Executive Director Carrie Benson said the agency generally agreed with the recommendations aimed at better oversight and acknowledged the board had struggled to meet state guidelines. So in other words, her response is not, oh, brother, we really screwed this up. We apologize. Heads are going to roll. That isn't her response. Her response is, hey, thanks for pointing this out. Yeah. We'll we'll try to get to well, the bottom of this. No, your ass should be fired. Right. <clears throat> yeah, but at least she didn't take the route that so many state agencies do where they just clam up, they won't talk to you, and they won't accept blame. Or you could take the Minnesota education director, 
Just Heather run for Mueller. your Heather run Mueller. for your life. Well, just quit. Yeah. Right. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. We just blew yeah. 250 million. No. I don't know anything. You know what That's she said? Response. That ain't my business. I feel I'll you. Feel you. I feel you. She gone. Oh, I'm she gone. gone. She gone. With no disrespect, both you and John are over 60, correct? Did you know about this? this no, is the I first want my time food. Here? Yeah. How do you sign up for Where's this? Where's my food? How come this isn't on I billboards? I want my ham salad sandwich. Newspapers. Where do you get the food? Where do you sign up for I this? I want my, I said restaurants. I want mine in a restaurant. I don't want it at the home. <laughs> I want a happy meal every day. Rookie drove you by that one place and offered you a couple of fish sandwiches I'm not and you declined. That carp. That was bullhead. <laughs> bullhead. <laughs> bullhead. John, have you ever had a meal? What do I even Google it? Where I I want my food. Free meals for senior citizens. That's what I'll try. Yeah. There's and then you're gonna run into forty eight agencies, none of whom know what the other one's doing. Okay, free meal. Find a dinner a senior dining site in your area. Yeah. Learn more about home delivered meals. Call the senior link age line. I'm go, I'm calling. What it's if it's a one eight hundred number? <laughs> Show up at the Sushery Estate. Yeah, what a free lunch for all. Let's see. What would I rather eat? What we have at home or what the government will bring to the door? Let me, let me see. Let me see what I want there. Uh, NAPS, the um, Nutritional Assistance Program for Seniors in Minnesota. I get it. Qualifying older adults receive a free supplemental food package every month. Each package includes nutritious balances of Shelf stable foods. Well, this is plus reduced fat wow. cheese. You get a cookie. <laughs> I want a cookie. Dates. Yeah. I want a cookie. And locations oh. always the first Thursday of the month. So this naps thing is just one delivery a month. I don't know if it's the same as what we just read about. I got to eat more than once a month. Here's no, it gives yeah. it, it your supply. But okay. I can't if people need that money to go buy a Maserati. Now, now I'm on the Minnesota... <laughs> or an island in Kenya. Right. right. The Minnesota Department of Human Services, the <gasps> Senior Nutrition Program. Speaking of that, has that guy come back yet? Didn't he get 30 days well, to go sell the resort and then come back? Chris, he ain't Boy. coming back. I found... I, I, he gone! He gone. <laughs> I found the page on the uh, Minnesota Department of Human Services. And yeah, the phone number is there. You're supposed to call the phone number. But it says Senior Nutrition... Nutrition programs include senior di- dining sites and home-delivered meals in communities throughout Minnesota. Senior dining sites also offer social activities. Shuffleboard, yeah. <laughs> the always available shuffleboard. Well, you know what? Opportunities, programs about health and nutrition, and finally, information about other services like grocery shopping and delivery. You know what this uh, incompetence results in? And it's, it's government-wide. It results in the people really needing help having trouble getting it. Exactly. That's right. what it You're results right. in. You're right. That's what's clouding the water. <laughs> Pinpoint again. Thank right you, there. Councilman Mikulski. <laughs> yes, Mayor. I'm going to have to uh, quit doing the podcast so that I can meet the income guidelines. I just found the income yeah. guidelines. Oh, you did? What are the income guidelines, John? <laughs> if you uh, make well, over 20000 a year, it's too much. Household uh, of two. So say uh, you and the CP, uh, annually you cannot uh, make more than $25,636. Okay, well, you know damn well that's being corrupted. And the people in that income range are probably struggling to get the food, and they're the ones who need it. Right. Yeah. My garage door guy is sponsoring tonight's council meeting. Can't wait. You know that? 
I do. Nice. Precision garage door of the Twin Cities in western I Wisconsin. I have spruced up my resume. I'm sure. going to yeah. apply for well, a job. They're looking for people. They're looking for garage door technicians. They're looking for garage door installers. They're looking for warehouse inventory associate, which is a great euphemism. I don't know what that would be, but it's a euphemism. Yeah. For working in the warehouse. Let's What's go. wrong with working in the warehouse? Ain't nothing wrong with Especially working in the for warehouse. for what they're paying. Uh, this is You not only get them as your garage door guy, you get the whole GL family, and they serve the Twin Cities in western Wisconsin. They don't charge extra for weekends. They take care of everything involving the garage door, from the opener to an actual new door itself. That's among the employees they're seeking, people who can install garage doors. They pay well. They have 401Ks. They've got great, great profit-sharing bonuses and incentives. There's really no excuse not to give them a call. If you're in that line of work or that's your hope, they appreciate and compensate excellent work, and we're going to appreciate them tonight. We'll give them a little toast at the council meeting because they're sponsoring us tonight at Tattersall Distillery Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities in western Wisconsin. PrecisionDoorMN.com. Or put this number down and put it in your telephone closet, 612-263-6985. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. The old mayor of Garage Logic tried to pull a fast one on Kenny yesterday when I was talking about seafoam. First of all, uh, remember everything I said the last two weeks about treating all your cylinders, the ones you're waking up, the ones you're putting to bed with seafoam? Yeah, disregard all that. Get those cylinders back out. Get that pontoon out on the lake. Fire up that dirt bike. Uh, have some fun. We still have a few days of warmth left. But here, it was a pretty good trick that the old mayor pulled, and I would advise you to do this, too. You go into the NAC hardware, hardware store. You're standing around talking with the fellas. And just ask them. Just say, so what's everybody do here? Do you fill up your gas tank and then put it away for the winter, or do you run it dry? And then sit back and watch the argument ensue. I oh. filled it yesterday. So you're on that side. Yeah. I am not taking a side, because that's grass-fed versus corn-fed. Uh, I just <laughs> like to watch the fallout. The point here is it doesn't matter what time of the year is, how much gas you have, what you're putting it in. Sea foam is... Is the answer, and Seafoam makes other uh, other products like Deep Creep, which works well to fight ice and snow, etc. It's a lubricator, it's a rust buster, it's amazing, and it keeps everything working smoothly. And you can find all the Seafoam products wherever fine automotive chemicals are <laughs> sold. A local company with a global a world reach. of bad gas. <laughs> A true miracle when working around <laughs> Joe Souchere, Seafoam. <laughs> Hi, GLers. How hey, are you? How are you, Councilman Wilson? Wow. Oh. Looking good, Billy Ray. Yeah. Feeling good, Feeling Lewis. Feeling good, Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Here's John Green. I'm certainly glad this does not start with a murder story. I am too. Like it starts that. with a sponsor, though, doesn't it? No, it does. It starts with uh, this news being brought to us by oh. North American Banking Company. Uh, in the news, a multi-million dollar plan to boost police staffing in Minneapolis just days after the specifics were shared by the mayor 
uh, doesn't appear to have the support from the city council. Honest to God. We talked about this Friday, remember? uh, Chief Brian O'Hara and Mayor Jacob Fry outlined an agreement the city made with the union that represents police officers. More than $15 million plan includes 15 grand for new officers, 18 grand for current officers to be paid out over two and a half years. And uh, the reason for all this is to hire and keep police officers. They're having problems, of course, keeping officers in the town. But during Minneapolis City Council's Budget Committee meeting yesterday, Chair Emily Kosky made it clear she is not on board with the retention incentives. She did quickly receive pushback from the chair of the Public Health and Safety Committee. That would be your gal, Latricia Vitao. Vitao said, I just don't think this council is taking how serious this issue is with the pace we're losing officers. As of September, Minneapolis police had 585 officers down from more than 900 four years ago. Uh, Despite the about 20-minute debate over the bonuses, it started as a motion to add it to the agenda. That failed by a five or seven to five vote. Immediately after, Chief O'Hara expressed frustration and disappointment with the vote, and Mayor Fry responded by calling a special meeting of the city council for this Friday, two in the afternoon, to vote on a letter of agreement saying now is the time for action, not just ignoring that problem. They're down almost 500 cops. Is, yep. Latricia is a Democrat, is she not? Yep. But she's an old school Democrat. Well, she's, that, she's not insane. Right. That w- wants to get things done and is willing to work with, right. with uh, she's people. She's not a mysterious. Right. Uh, I saw her on the news this morning. She appears to be somebody I could hang out with. She seems. I've met her and I love her dearly. Yeah. She she's seems the real really, deal. She seems really cool. Yeah. yeah we should she, talk to her sometime. <laughs> yeah. Every major issue that we've talked about, she has been on the issue, uh, the side of the issue that I agree with. She's well, been on the GL side. The GL, the yeah. common sense yeah. side. Yeah. I cannot say that about the other city council members. Is Emily Kosky one of the commies? She must be. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Meanwhile, Mayor Fry announcing he has selected Public Works Director Margaret Anderson Kelleher as Minneapolis's <laughs> new city ops director. She's still hanging around, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If a, If approved, Anderson Kelleher would oversee 17 separate departments under the umbrella of the Office of Public Service, including the Civil Rights, Public Works, and Racial Equity, Inclusion, and Belonging departments. She would take the place of interim city ops officer Heather Johnston. Before the city council confirmed Anderson Kelleher as Public Works Director last February, she served in Governor Walz's cabinet as Minnesota's Transportation Commissioner. And you might also remember her. She was a member of the House of Representatives (laughs) for 12 years. Yeah. <laughs> she was the House Speaker from 2007 didn't, to 2011. Didn't we go down that road one time? We named all the various gigs she's had throughout the years. Yes. She's had yeah. all of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a brand new Arena Football League team in Minnesota. Did you guys huh. hear this? I huh? did not Arena know that. Football. Fighting Pike? Yeah. Officially announced yesterday, the Minnesota Myth. The Myth? M-Y-T-H. M-Y-T-H. Myth. M-Y-T-H. Myth. Myth, the Minnesota myth. myth. You know, that's what happens when you, the field goal is no good. I myth, myth. I myth it. I myth it. Introduced to CFL's Why, newer franchise. It's <laughs> yeah, kind, kind of funny. Yeah. I thought right. that was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Did you make as it? Part, no, I myth. It's not a belly jiggler. It's, it's right. cute. As part of the announcement, former University of Minnesota Golden Gophers quarterback Ricky Foggy was named head coach. Uh, you may wow. remember, or, or you may not. I do. He was also the... 
He was a quarterback for the AFL's Minnesota Fighting Pike yeah. back in 1996, along with a number of other teams in the league. We had the a team fighting... called the Fighting Pike. Oh, yeah. 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 Was it arena football? Yep. Yes. What has yep. Foggy been doing since then? Though? He was a coach for a high school team, wasn't he, recently? I'm not sure. I don't know. Where are they going to play? Uh, I don't know. I don't know that either, Joe. Gonna the play Pike in that played park by that water tower up on What's... Ford and Snelling. They, have you, you guys have seen, a, a Chris has, I'm sure, arena football, right? They play in the little sure. condensed thing. Don't they play in a hockey f- arena? Yeah, you run into fences and stuff when you catch passes. Well, the Pike used to play at Target Center, I think. Really? Because the XL okay. wouldn't have been around back Hardwood then. floors. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the Arena Football League has gone through two previous iterations from 1986 to 2010 and 2010 to 2019. Earlier this year, the Arena Football League announced it would be relaunching under new leadership with plans to begin play in 2024. You know, this doesn't sound interesting to me. What would make it interesting if they were all wearing roller skates? That would well, be then fun. It, wouldn't be, it would be roller derby then. And then maybe if they were all women and they were in, you know, swimsuits. Right. That would so, be roller derby. Then I would watch The that. Minnesota Fighting Pike established. <laughs> established in 1996. Yep. Folded. In 1996, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Long year. they played one season and they did not have a good year. They were four and ten. Uh, they were an arena football team in Minneapolis AFL. The Fighting Pike were the first ever attempt at an area indoor football team in the state. Uh, the owner was Tom Scallon. Well, I know Tom. they played at Target Center in Minneapolis. Let me ask you something. Is this different than what was the league Jesse was involved with? The XFL. The XFL. Does yeah. that still exist? Yeah. Yeah, like it did this yes. past season. But that's yes. real football in the sense that they play on a field outdoor. Correct. Correct. Yeah. All right. This, this is uh, different if you've never seen it. I, I don't uh, think get, I ever will, get, John. They get tackled into walls. They oh, get, boy. Uh, well, I, and it's, that sounds it's, fun. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's interesting. Um, yes, Mr. What's the over-under on oh. how long they're going to last here? I'll, I'll be shocked if they make it a whole year. Um, I have a question, Joe, from a journalistic standpoint. What if the paper comes to you and says, Joe, we really love your column. <laughs> However, we're going to need you to cover the new myth. Uh, yeah. Well, fortunately, I don't work for the paper. It's getting oh, harder and harder so to I pay know. you. So yeah. in order to justify your that continued existence. <laughs> <laughs> Give us and 300 a- words on the myth. Yeah. <laughs> a mystery in Beltrami County. A loud explosion and bright flash lit up the sky Monday night. It was likely not a meteor. but well, after Then conferring... what was it? Well, yeah, conferring with NASA and other agencies, officials remain baffled about what it is. Christopher Muller is director of Beltrami County Emergency Management. He said, honestly, I do not know, and the scientists and astronomers I was talking to were kind of puzzled as well. Uh, the determination is a reversal after the county initially said it was likely a meteor. Well, agencies began investigating after videos captured the unusual occurrence and reports of the explosion came in around 6.40 Monday night. According to Beltrami County Emergency Management, the boom rattled windows, shook houses, was heard across much of southern Beltrami County. County officials shared a video on their emergency management Facebook page that was captured by the home surveillance camera of a resident in Bemidji's Nymore neighborhood. It showed a bright white flash followed by an explosion three seconds later. An analysis of the video found the source of the explosion was less than a mile away and was only seen in a 50-mile area. In consulting with experts, Muller said it was likely not a meteor because that would have been observed a lot farther away. 
and would be heard as far away as Duluth, 150 miles from where the video was taken. For now, nobody's really sure. So, Becker, Beltrami, Benton, Big Stone, Blue Earth, and Brown are your B cones. What about K? Kitson? Kennebec, Candy, Ojai, Kitson, and Kuchiching. Nothing was actually seen or taped in the sky, correct? I only saw the flash on the ground. Right. Yeah, there was one ring video that has the flash. It's the flash, though, but you don't see something rocketing by in the air, correct? No. Nor have they found a big unidentified rock. No, hmm. I, I know exactly what this is, and I can't believe you guys are so stupid. Reavers, you of all people should have caught this. This huh. is a bunch of good old boys playing around. Oh, they got yeah. a hold of some ordnance. They dropped her in the, the pond, and they had a little fun. You're probably right. This is exactly what happened. Hmm. And that's why you're not finding any evidence on the ground. But it rattled windows. Well, it was of course it did. Ordinance. It was a lot of ordinance. Yeah. Remember the day you were enamored? I think we were, we were still on the radio because we took calls on the sound you heard. Or was it a Wisconsin sound? So people were calling in. That's what reminded me of, of no, this story. The sound I heard on uh, what turned out to be, I think I was hearing sounds coming up from the river. I see. Mm. And uh, Remember some of those eerie sounds? Very, very frightening sounds. Mm-hmm. Elk, it was elk bugling, I think. It, is was, what it uh, was probably ice. Calls like... Yeah, I wonder if I get the time in the temp. Yep. One of those calls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why don't we uh, take a short break before we have national and international news and hear from the Rookster. Thank you, Johnny Kick, Ridge Road. I want to let you know that I heard from John from uh, Minnesota Masonic Charities he texted me, and he really liked the trend, and he said, why don't you do me a favor and just go ahead and talk about uh, Give to the Max He's Day. going to be at the town council meeting. Yes. He said, I like what Walter did for you this week. Please use MMC's time to promote Play for Patrick and Second Stork. I'll see you tonight at Tattersall. So even though Minnesota Masonic Charities are very generous with giving out their money, they also know that you garage logicians are extremely, extremely generous when giving out your money. So well, tomorrow, when you have Give to the Max Day, we really want to make sure that you uh, donate to Play for Patrick. We've got some special matches and things like that for Play for Patrick and Mr. Schoonover. And also Second Stork. SecondStork.org is a charity I founded in 2008, and we do wonderful work as well. But none of these charities can get along without funding. So, Play for Patrick needs your funding to check out those kids, and Minnesota Masonic Charities wants to be part of that. They know that you're going to give your money, and that's fine. Second Stork or Play for Patrick, it's all charity, and we really appreciate your generosity. So, if you want to learn more about Minnesota Masonic Charities and what they do, go to mnmasoniccharities.org, mnmasoniccharities.org. Thanks, Johnny. Huh? Were we on? <laughs> Here's oh. a man. Yeah, okay. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Thank God we're back. That was 20 minutes of the most stupid argument I've ever had to sit through in my life during that break. Well, just wait a while. We'll get the better ones. <laughs> Hi, Chris. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, uh, play for Patrick. Yes, give to the max day. I thought you were going to take it from there, Kenny. No, My apologies. No, it's, uh, it's give to the max week in Minnesota, and GL is proudly getting behind the Patrick Schoonover Heart Foundation. Patrick Schoonover passed away. That's Mike's son, by the way. He passed away from sudden cardiac arrest. 
Back in November of 2014, at the age of just 14 years old, Patrick had two undetected heart defects that caused his death, and the Schoonover family has gone on to create the Patrick Schoonover Heart Foundation to help identify heart defects in kids ages 14 to 24. The foundation provides free Play for Patrick heart screens that include family health history, blood pressure, height, weight, EKG, echocardiogram, and physician consultation to review records. The foundation also teaches hands-on CPR and AED awareness and donates AEDs to host schools to help provide critical funds for this outstanding charity. Please visit garagelogic.com and click on the Jailers for Patrick banner. If Jailers can raise a 1000 this week, Mike Schoonover is going to kick in an extra 1000 himself. Let me just mention the effectiveness of this. From 2015 to 2023, they conducted 30 Play for Patrick Youth Heart screens. They screened 5,218 kids, found 312 with elevated blood pressure, 302 with abnormal electrical or structural heart defects, taught 4,295 kids and adults, that's a lot, CPR and AED awareness. Um, and I don't mean to get all, you know, touchy, lovey, gooey, no, do it. cry here, but do it. we shouldn't outlive our kids right? and our grandkids. So this is very, very important. Who do I write the check to? Nobody you write that check to me. Kenneth A. Olson, and I will <laughs> make, see sure, they get to I'll make sure it right. gets into the right bank account. Right. Yeah. John, take over, please. In other news, two and a half weeks after sending tanks and ground troops into northern Gaza, Israeli forces entered a hospital early Wednesday that they say Hamas operates out of. Mohammed Zakot, the director of hospitals, said Israeli tanks were inside the medical compound and that soldiers are in the building. U.S. intelligence agrees with Israel, says the hospital is used as a base of operations by Hamas with weaponry in the area and tunnels underneath the hospital. Meanwhile, supporters of Israel rallied by the tens of thousands on the National Mall yesterday under heavy security, voicing solidarity in the fight against Hamas and crying never again. The March for Israel offered a resounding and bipartisan endorsement of one of America's closest allies as criticism has intensified over Israelis uh, over Israel's offensive in Gaza. Overlooking a sea of Israeli and U.S. flags, the top Democrats in Congress, Chuck Schumer and Hakeem Jeffries, came together on the stage with Republicans Mike Johnson and Senator Joni Ernst of Iowa. They joined hands as Schumer chanted, we stand with Israel. Any word on vegan grenades, John? Uh, no vegan grenades uh, that uh, that I have heard about. Did you see uh, the story of the bus drivers that refused to drive the uh, the people to the pro-Israel rally? I did not. I did what? Not. Yep. Did not see that. They wow. left them yeah. stranded. Not in this country. Yep. Detroit. Yeah. It was in Detroit. Jesus. What are we? Uh, we're living through historic times right we now. We really are. This is awful. Breaking this morning in the House, uh, yesterday uh, we thought uh, that Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, had come up with a plan that uh, apparently worked for Republicans. Well, this morning we find out it doesn't work for the ultra-conservatives who have caused all the trouble. They hijacked the floor for the first time under Mike Johnson, forcing the leadership to call an early exit for Thanksgiving break. More than a dozen far-right Republicans voted against a procedural rule needed to bring two final bills for the week to the floor in effort to protest Johnson's government funding plan that passed passed yesterday with more support from Democrats than from members of their own party. 
House Freedom Caucus Chairman Scott Perry said, we've had enough. We're sending a shot across the bow. Perry said the hardliners voted against the rule because of very weak Justice Department funding bill it would have brought to the floor and does nothing to defund the new FBI headquarters or the unconstitutional gun registry, among other issues, according to Perry. Members of the other spectrum of the GOP conference expressed frustration with the Freedom Caucus types. Meanwhile, despite calling him unfit for the presidency back in the 2016 presidential election, Johnson endorsed Donald Trump for the presidency yesterday. Johnson endorsed Trump in 2020, and he backed his efforts to overturn the Electoral College loss to Biden. He was one of the leaders of a Supreme Court brief signed by more than 100 House Republicans in support of a Texas lawsuit that aimed to discount the election results in key states that Trump lost. Uh, speaking of Congress, a couple of incidents, shall we call them, this week, uh, perhaps. <laughs> they got into a fight. Yeah. Well, there's, uh, first we have a congressional hearing that devolved into an angry confrontation between a senator and a witness yesterday. Uh, Republican Senator Mark Wayne Mullen of Oklahoma challenged Sean O'Brien, the president of the International Brotherhood of Teamsters, to, quote, stand your butt up and settle long-standing differences right there in the room. The peacemaker in all this, uh, Senator Bernie Sanders, the chairman of the Senate panel who was holding the hearing, he yelled at Mullen to sit down after he challenged O'Brien to a fight. Uh, according to uh, Mullen said, this is the time, this is the place. And uh, Sanders at that point said, uh, uh, perhaps you should sit down. You're a United States senator. Well, when Mullen got up again, appearing ready for a fight, Sanders yelled at him again to sit down. Sanders said, this is a hearing, and God knows the American people already have enough contempt for Congress. Let's not make it worse. They've put me in a position of agreeing with that old weird fruit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> me too. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then tensions among Republicans flared Tuesday following a run-in between former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and one of the eight members of his own party who voted last month to oust him. McCarthy, uh, being led by, uh, let's call it his entourage, apparently made his way and purposely bumped into Representative Tim Burchett, a hardliner from Tennessee. It was unclear if the collision, which occurred in a narrow hallway in the U.S. Capitol's basement, was accidental, but the exchange quickly turned heated as McCarthy walked away. Burchett yelled at McCarthy, asking why he elbowed him in the back and questioning whether he had any guts. Burchett told reporters later the shove was a clean shot to the kidney. He's a bully. McCarthy told the conservative Washington Examiner following the incident he innocently bumped Burchett. But the reporter talking with Burchett at the time backed up Burchett's account. And former Republican Representative Adam Kinzinger wrote on X that McCarthy got physical with him twice during his time in Congress. In his book, Renegade, he wrote McCarthy hit him with his shoulder on two different occasions after Kinzinger voted for Donald Trump's impeachment. It sounds like McCarthy's the Kenny Lindsman of Congress, that he'll run in, stab you with the stick, and then say, I didn't yeah, do anything. It wasn't me. Wasn't me. Remind wasn't me again me. why I need to vote. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. You, you just drive your grain cart. Yeah. <laughs> drive your grain cart. Well, he's not wrong. It's the, We're completely overrun with children. That's right. That's right. That's right. Let's get her done. That's why a lot of people want me the back. happiest people in this country right now are the dumbest. The ones that don't follow the news, don't read the then newspaper. Then there's a lot of happy people in this country. And don't vote. Yeah. Those what? are the happy ones. Yeah. They're the ones. I've... The dumb ones are doing it right. What an assessment. That's accurate. But that's... Unfortunately. Are you going to wear your medals tonight? Yeah. 
Well, you can't. Uh, my, my medals of courage. Yeah. At uh, Mayor Mayor Souchere. Yes, Councilman. I uh, I do plan on presenting my. Uh, no, what was it called in office space? You got to have uh, flair. Your flair. 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 Yeah. I'll have my flair tonight. John, I thank you. A, I have a quick technical question about that very thing. Am I allowed to bring audio and visual equipment to support? my points of view at tonight's council yes meeting. councilman uh, reavers because then i'm going to need your help to bring um <laughs> hmm? where is she such a lack of life and sound All <laughs> why would you play this tree equity is a big will that come up at the council meeting murdered. probably the mighty dollar am i allowed down. to show <laughs> up blackout drunk Yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've always, you know, I grew up in the Watergate era, and I watched the Watergate yeah. hearings, and yeah. I've always wanted to be in a council meeting where I could talk like Sam Urban. Uh, so I was wondering, Joe, if it's okay with you, if I just talked like this all night, say, uh, Mr. Souchere, I, I would like, you like to. to know. I would like you to, uh, Councilman Height. I think that. Would I be yield the balance of my time. Well, let let him do it. Oh. Uh, he he's the he one. already did it. He already, he's, he's the one. He who already picked to do it, it, Mayor. Yeah. Councilman. May I tell you something before we take a break? Uh, Joe, I'm a graduate of Northfield High School in the U of M. I escaped to Texas in 1997. I've been a commercial real estate lender for over 40 years. I'm just completing a 168,000 square foot class A plus office building in Fort Worth. Cost per square foot, $471. If my numbers are correct, the cost of adding 185,000 square feet for the state office building is just under $4,000 per square foot. Oh How can God. that be? Love the Whoa. podcast. Oof. Keeps me sane. This is from John in Texas. Uh, that's gr good for your sanity, John. Now mine has taken a hit uh, to <laughs> yeah. realize that that's how bad we could be getting ripped off by the new state office building, which oh. is not needed and you and me and the rest of the saps and the public had nothing to say about it and howard wants us to know for a good while you have used the term the third rail and the term is apt these are people in power who believe that the rules they create and impose on others don't apply to them i'm listening to a podcast about the alger hiss trial Alger Hiss was a Democrat who worked in FDR State Department and was ultimately convicted of a perjury as it related to his activities as a communist. It was later proven that Hiss was providing classified information to the Soviets about our nuclear program. What I found interesting is that J. Edgar Hoover used a term to describe people such as Hiss. They were members of the fifth column Ooh. briefly individuals of the fifth column are the ones who provide aid and comfort to countries who would see us undone members of the fifth column were also thought to be actively working in whatever ways possible to undermine the u.s see where i'm going with this i think what you have happened upon is a connection to a threat that has always been present the threat has been mocked downplayed and otherwise laughed off by the media and the leftists but there is no denying what you're what we are seeing we are seeing that some who ride the third rail and want to make the U.S. something it's not also have dual membership in the fifth column. We have seen them work to actively destabilize the U.S., and we are watching it in real time. Gavin Newsom budding up to China, the squad constantly hectoring us that the U.S. is at fault for everything are just a couple of examples. Now more than ever, we need to fight for the center. Best Howard. 
Hmm. Isn't that correct? Okay. The fifth column, huh? Why don't we take a time out and come back and uh, get ready to go to the council meeting? I'm rolling. <laughs> yeah, I liked him till the end. You oh, yeah. cannot stop him. He'll just make That's a rare. move. Joe Suchere. You know what else is rare? Having quality steak. water inside your home where you can cook steak on your stove. Yes. What? Yes. Hofferman Water, an independent water treatment dealer. They've been proud supporters of the Garage Logic podcast for years. I've been a customer even longer. That's right. I started as a customer of Hofferman Water. And then we said, hey, we should start advertising on the podcast. And Viola. <laughs> the relationship began. So here's the deal. Do what I did. Get on the schedule today and have them come out for that free water analysis. 952-894-4040. You can also visit their website, which is, of course, HoffermanWater.com. Uh, it's made an amazing difference in the quality of my water. I know it will do the same for you. 952-894-4040. HoffermanWater.com. They've been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Please mention the Raj Logic Podcast. Only because they come to us all the way from Mirador, San Jose, Ecuador, from the Traveling Lymans. On this day... Joe, today is November 15th. In 1851, Montezuma was founded by Oren Smith, a steamboat captain. The town is most recognizable by its present... Name of Winona. It was soon followed by Montezuma's revenge with the establishment of various fast food restaurants. Oh, okay. Yeah. You don't wear white pants in that town. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, I was <laughs> waiting for Rookie to give us the Montezuma's revenge. Yeah. On this day, halfway through November. Yep. What's the date? 15. On this day in 1866, Pilgrim, Pilgrim Baptist Church was formally organized. The African-American congregation granted mission status by the First Baptist Church of St. Paul, met at various, various residences. residences for a number of years before constructing a church at 13th and Cedar Streets in St. Paul. Robert Hickman was ordained 11 years later. And, and became, became the, congregation. the congregation's official pastor. Hmm. And finally, on this day... Are you talking about November 15th? In 1880, a fire at the St. Peter State Hospital, later named the St. Peter Regional Treatment Center, a mental asylum... The Twitch Farm. Whoa. ...kills between 10 and 15 inmates, the first mental institution in, in the, the state. state. The asylum had opened on December 6th, 1866. And we'll see you tonight, town council members, at Tattersall Distillery. The town council meeting will begin at 6 and conclude at 7. But the social hour, but starts, the social at hour starts at 5 and concludes at 6. Where you can see all of us right at 5 o'clock for the social hour. I'll be there. Huh? Wait, what? Yeah. I would make that promise, Chris. <laughs> Uh, yeah, number of things you can see too, right, Rook? Yeah, you got all sorts of stuff. YouTube? Have you been to the YouTube channel and subscribed to Garage Logic? It's yeah. free. I don't know why you haven't done that already. Uh, Tatters All Brewing. That's where we're going to be tonight. And I'm going to pick up a bottle. A distillery. That's right. It's not a brewery. It's a distillery. And those of you that have already signed up for the town council by going to GarageLogic.com, paying your ten bucks or your hundred dollars for the year, all you have to do is RSVP. 
If you're not a member of the council, find out how to do that because you will gain great insight pre and post show and in between the breaks just to see how this uh, machine churns every single day. And at garagelogic.com, there's some wonderful GL garb, Garage Logic Boat Works, 30th anniversary stuff, all sorts of great deals. Check it out at garagelogic.com. 